Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. Last time we talked about a dilemma I think many Christians face today. That is how we can act like Christ and speak the truth of Christ with people who have very different views to our own. Today I want to give you an example of this that I hope will help you understand what I mean. Imagine with me that you are out after work with a group of colleagues for dinner and drinks. You've traveled together to meet with a client in person and to work out of her office for a few days. In the evenings, you hang out with these men and women from your company before you go back to the hotel. You are a Christian. Most of the people you work with know this about you, even though you try not to be too obvious about it. You do not want to be perceived as a combative Christian or too dogmatic about what you believe. Others seem to like you. You are enjoying yourself at this steakhouse. The food is good, and best of all, the company is paying for it. The conversation is moving along, mainly about sports, and then somehow it turns into big stores marketing and selling LGBTQ-approved clothing to children. It seems that nobody at the table is outspoken, revealing what they think about this, so you decide it is safe to calmly and softly say that you do not think this kind of clothing with these kinds of messages should be promoted to children. You feel that if one of these big chains wants to promote that to adults, well, adults are mature enough to decide for themselves, but not kids. You know it took courage for you to say this. You wonder how risky this was, but this is what you think, and the words just fall out of your mouth. You have not been rude about it. You were careful and not cantankerous, argumentative, or bad-tempered. Just then, a couple of your colleagues put down their knives and forks and shoot you a dirty look. One of them says, you know... That kind of opinion reeks of hate speech. You are very unaccepting, and that's offensive. Someone else says, I agree. That's discrimination. You are discriminating based on gender, and your attitude about this is what's wrong with this country. I bet you're a right-winger. You sound like that bigot, Trump. Oh, no. You sink down in your chair and want to run and hide. It was never your intention to articulate hate, to be offensive, and to be a bigot. You are not at all a right-winger, and while you are conservative, if that is the political label someone wants to give you, you are actively looking for an alternative to Trump. Here's the key. Your opinion on LGBTQ clothing being marketed to and sold to children comes from your worldview, which is based on the Bible, not politics. Your colleagues have assumed your opinion must be based on conservative politics, just as their opinions are based on liberal politics. But their assumption about you is wrong. They think you said what you said because you base your worldview on politics 
even immediately linking you to a specific politician. While you admit that sometimes your Bible-based worldview matches what a so-called conservative politician or party says they also believe, you are not finding your convictions in politics or from anywhere else in the culture. Rather, you are deriving what you believe from the Bible. You know yourself well enough to know this is true, but here is the dilemma. How do you convince others of that? This scenario is another way to think about what we discussed last time with Tim's visit to his family's dinner table. I expect many of you could tell similar stories. To the question, how do we Christians conduct ourselves in these scenarios, I want to propose that we have to establish what is our foundation for what we believe. What is the foundation for our convictions? If our foundation is spiritual and not political or social, how do we prove that to our family, friends, and colleagues? One of the things I have learned, and this dawned on me over time, so I am no genius, but one of the things I have learned in dialogue with people who are not Christians, and with some people who claim to be Christian, is that my foundation for what I believe and speak about is the Bible, whereas their foundation is not the Bible. They build their foundation on something else, a philosophy, a certain viewpoint, say political, a feeling, even a religion. But that is not what my foundation is made of. Mine is constructed of God's viewpoint from the biblical perspective. What I need to do is to explain to others that I believe what I believe and I will speak out on what I believe because it comes from God's Word. My foundation is built on God's Word. Their foundation is built on men's Word and women's Word, but my foundation is built on God's Word. As a Christian, my convictions do not come out of nowhere, or they do not merely parrot what someone else says. My convictions are my own, and they come from the Scripture. In conversation, I want to elevate the Bible as the source for why I believe what I believe and why they should believe it as well. Then, I have to show people how this works. And that is what I am going to do with you. In this series, I want to take up four popular topics that often come up at dinner tables like the one with Tim's family and the one with you and your colleagues. Each of the four are important. They are the environment, or the climate. Evolution, that men and women evolved from ape-like creatures. Third is gender and sex. Are there only male and female? What about transgender? And finally, marriage. We will be looking at the environment and our responsibility to it. Evolution, gender, sex, and marriage. And we will establish what we believe from Scripture, the Bible, which we believe is the Word of God. I hope you will join us and that you will invite others you know to listen as well. Speaking of foundations, what we will do is to ground ourselves in the foundational text of the Bible, 
the book of the Bible that gives content and context to what we believe about each of these significant topics, hotly debated in our culture. This is the book of Genesis, and specifically chapters 1, 2, and 3 of Genesis. It is intriguing to me that our foundation is the Bible, and the foundational book of the Bible is Genesis, and the foundational chapters of Genesis are chapters 1, 2, and 3. What are our convictions on the environment, evolution, gender, and sex, and marriage? Our convictions are all found in these three chapters right at the start of God's Word. I will demonstrate this to you. Now, in order for us to do this, we first have to establish how to read Genesis. We will take that up next time. Right about now, you might say, Mark, 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 this all sounds good, but are you crazy? There is no way that if I say my convictions come out of the Bible, or even if I show them from where in the Bible my ideas come from, there is no way people will take me seriously because they do not accept the Bible as having any authority for them. They'll just say, we reject the Bible, and then look for me to come up with some other way to defend what I believe. You might think I am delusional if I think we can even enter the Bible into the conversations going on all around us. Let me address this. I admit that our culture is as removed from the Bible as the East is from the West, even farther. I agree that most people, hey, even some who call themselves Christians, reject what the Bible says. And I know firsthand that you might get laughed out of the room for quoting the Word of God on these subjects, on any subject. But my friend, what else do you have to stand on? If you are not willing to articulate your beliefs come from the authority of God and His Word, then you have no foundation. All you have are your personal opinions, ideas, and feelings. You are just like those who reject the Bible. You are operating just like those you are attempting to win to Christ. Rejection of us, rejection of what we believe and why we believe it, is common and will continue to be common. Christians will be persecuted for our convictions. Jesus says so. He guarantees it. We will need to be patient with those who disagree with us. We will need to pray for them. We will need to have many conversations with them over lengthy periods of time. And yes, ultimately, we may always be laughed out of the room, not taken seriously. But we believe in God. We have faith in Him. And we know that He still saves, delivers, and redeems He can use us to reach family, friends, and colleagues with the truth of the gospel if we stand on His word. And then, when someone from our circle of influence does believe in Christ, we will have already established with them the essential nature of God's word in the life of all who claim to follow Christ as Lord. 
new converts will already know the value of the Bible for them. And they will begin to devour it and eagerly obey it, as all new Christians do. Well, I want to say more about this next time. So please be here, bringing someone else with you, when we get together, because God is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org. That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org. Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.